In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In a certain kingdom, in a certain land, there lived a young boy named Ivan, and he was very naughty indeed. He would disobey his parents several times a day. He would hit and slap his two younger sisters. He would terrorize the family cat and would purposely not give the dog any food. Everyone who looked at Ivan had sympathy for his parents, love for his sisters, and pity on the cat and the dog. But for Ivan himself, there was only scorn and contempt. Shopkeepers wouldn't let him into their shops because he would try to steal the candy in the window. And if he didn't grab the candy, then he would take his little knife and punch holes in the fine fabric dresses they had. The school teachers wouldn't let Yvonne come to school any longer because he would pull the girl's hair, would sometimes put a mouse or a cockroach in the teacher's desk, and would kick all the boys who were older than him because they were afraid, too afraid to fight back because he was so small. The Orthodox monastery that was attached to the ch town's church had long and deliberate conversations about what to do with young Ivan when he came to Mass. The last time he came, he pulled on the long beard of the prior, causing him to wince in pain. The time before that, he acted like he was having a seizure, and when the monks gathered around, he laughed it off and said, Ha ha, I was only fooling. And the time before that, young Yvonne took the bells used during the liturgy and pulled out all the strikers and threw them into the river. Young Yvonne was a terrible, naughty boy. And he kept on being naughty for many, many years. Eventually, his parents had to turn him out. The town exiled him, and the monks in the monastery said that they were very glad to see him go, but that they would continue to pray for him. Young Yvonne began to walk through the countryside, going from hamlet to village, village to town, town to city. And as he passed through each, he would steal, bully, and fight his way through. Sometimes, he would get arrested and spend a night or two in jail. Other times, he would swindle an old widow for money, claiming to be the grandson that she thought she had lost in the war. Occasionally, young Yvonne would tag up with a band of ruffians and pillage farms and burn their houses. One day, though, Yvonne found himself in a lot of trouble. He had messed with the wrong family, for while they looked poor on the outside and lived in a small house next to a small river that ran through a small town and had a small farm with just a few crops, Yvonne had actually robbed and vandalized the house of the parents of the town's magistrate. 
Iman was caught very easily and thrown into jail. Because everyone knew that Ivan was Ivan the no good, Ivan the naughty, Ivan the very bad boy, no one came to rescue him. He was locked away with no visitors except the jailer and his wife. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and winter began to set in. Ivan could feel the stone walls becoming colder each hour. From the window, high up in his cell, he could see that it was starting to snow outside. At night, his cell, which was partially dug underground, became like ice as the cold wind blew in. And when the afternoon came, the snow would melt just enough that the prison began to leak water through the window. Yvonne was miserable. Yvonne was sad. Yvonne was hopeless. After a few weeks of this constant cold, wet clothes, meager food, Yvonne realized that he was starting to get sick. And not just a little sick, but very sick indeed. When the jailer brought his breakfast by, Yvonne said to him, I think I am catching the cold. Do you have any tea for me? To which the jailer replied, I'll have my wife bring some down at lunch. When it was time for his lunch, the jailer's wife brought Yvonne some moldy bread, a rather thin soup, and a cup of not very good tea. Yvonne, the prisoner, said to her, I think I had a cold, but now I think I have the flu, because I am now much worse than earlier. Do you have anything else you can give me? The wife of the jailer replied, I'll have my husband bring you something down at dinner time. When it was time for his dinner, the jailer came with his meal, which was a piece of cold, dried sausage, cold tea, and cold porridge. Yvonne sickly said to the jailer, I had a cold. Then I had the flu, but now I am much worse than before. Do you have anything? else you can give me. The jailer said, I do not, but I will call on the priest to come and give you the last rites, for I do not think you will last another day. Ivan the dying was so sick that he was neither asleep nor awake, neither watching the world nor dreaming. Young Ivan had been very bad, very naughty, a very terrible boy. But now he was about to meet his end. He began to think about all the things he had done in his life. Yes, he had been fishing, but he had also pushed his younger sisters into the water. Yes, he had played his games very well at school, except he had cheated every chance he got. 
Yes, he had seen much of the world for someone his age, but he had stolen and robbed and wrecked someone else's life in every town and village he had visited. And now he was meeting his end. The cell was cold. It was almost like a tomb. Half awake, half asleep, Ivan heard something near him and realized that it was a man kneeling down next to him, talking under his breath. Ivan began to feel afraid, for he had been alone these many months, and now there was someone who was near him, all in black. Was this man going to kill him? Was this man a criminal that they had already put into his cell because they knew that Yvonne was a hopeless cause? Coughing and groaning, Yvonne says to the man, What do you want? The man says, I want you to know love before you die. Ivan thought this was very strange and said to the man, Who are you? And the man replied gently, I am a monk from the church near here, and I was told to come and see you because you are very sick and very sinful. At this, Ivan laughed and said to the man, What do you know of my sins? Let me die here in this tomb with this snow that is melting. It will flood the cell soon enough and I'll drown. The monk, gazing up towards the window that had both sunlight and a steady trickle of water flowing down, asked Ivan, You say, I don't know you, but I do. How do you think I know who you are, Ivan the Naughty? I am the monk you used to pull the beard of when, I, when you were a child. And now look at you, lost in your sins, here in prison, doomed to die because of your sin-sick soul. Ivan gave a start and sat up on the mattress of straw. He looked intently into the eyes of the monk, who was now old, and realized it was indeed the monk from his town. Yelling as loudly as he could, he bitterly called out, Why have you come to get one laugh at me now, after having tormented you, my family, and my town? Is that why you're here? to scoff at me and tell everyone I got my due? Be gone, old man, I shall die alone. The monk got up, stretched out his arms, and reached deep, deep into his habit, and pulled out a book with his prayers in it. That's fine, Ivan the hard-headed. I came to pray for you and with you. 
and that is what I will do. Yes. Yes, you will die today. But you still have time to decide what kind of death you want to have. The easy kind, where you simply cease to be alive, or the hard kind, where you die to yourself, die to your sins, die to your past life, and live into new life, into full health, into the one who loves you. Yes, this is your tomb, but Jesus, too, came out of the tomb, and so can you. Besides, that water coming in the window, that is the water of baptism, flooding your life, ready to baptize you into Christ Jesus and his death, not your earthly death. Yvonne could see that the monk was actually quite sincere and was not there to gloat over him. Yvonne could also see that that light coming into the cell looked cleaner, fresher than it had the days before. Yvonne the contemplative bowled over the words of the old monk, who could have been his friend if he would have behaved when he was a boy, and asked, what will it cost me? The monk looked at him sternly and then smiled a big, toothy smile and said, Everything. It'll cost you everything. But that's the best part because, you see, you could never go back to being the same. You must be dead to sin, leaving that behind you forever and alive only in Jesus Christ. And it is our Lord Jesus who told us that we have to lose our life to find it. So, Yvonne, let's take up his cross. Let's walk out of this grave, and let's put behind us all the sin and death of your old life, being baptized into Christ Jesus. Ivan the penitent nodded as much as he could in his weakened state. The monk banged on the door and called for the jailer. The jailer unlocked the door to the cell that could have been Ivan's tomb and helped the monk carry him out. Yvonne was taken to the monastery, more dead than alive, to be nursed back to health. As he was being carried, he realized that spring was actually arriving, that the flowers were blooming, that the river was thawing, and that the sun felt warmer than he had ever remembered it feeling. The monk laid him in his room and told him he would be back shortly. About an hour later, the monk returned with a cup of water, 
a little bread and a chalice of wine. He said to Yvonne, do you want to begin that new life today? Yes. Yes, I do. God help me. Jesus save me. I do. Wonderful. Ivan, no longer be Ivan the naughty. Ivan the terrible. Ivan the cruel. But with water taken from the thawing snow that was melting into Ivan's former cell, said, Become Ivan the saint. Ivan the holy. Ivan the Christian. I baptize you in the name of. And at that instant, the church bells rang. The monk gave Ivan a morsel of bread. A sip of wine, reminding him of whose body they are. And when this quiet, little, intimate liturgy ended, Ivan said to the monk, What day is it? I have lost track of time sitting in that cell. The monk smiled and laughed and laughed harder than he had all the years he had been under the rule. His laughter filled the monastery, and the other monks came quickly to see what was wrong. When they arrived, bursting through the door, they heard the monks say, My dear Yvonne, today is Easter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.